0: 2019 is going to be a huge year, not just for the Mindful Mama blog, but especially for us as women and as a country and as a planet. So I know the Mindful Mama blog is on that trajectory too. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness yoga,
1: vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. I hope you're doing fantastic. How is everyone out there? So as you tune in, we are, well, where are we? We're a couple weeks into January and I have such a fantastic live event if you're in the New York area. It is Envision. Envision 2019. This is the third year that I'm holding Envision. It is one of my favorite, and very well-attended live event. It is going to be held Sunday, January 27th from one to four. We'll be making vision boards, meditation, sound bowl healing, and energy healing. There will also be some light movement, pretty much gentle yoga light movement, really for anybody. This is from one to four at the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine. It's in the New York area, and I'll leave all the information below. I'm still really pumped for the new year. I really do love the new year and the vibration and it feels good. So I hope everyone's doing well as well. Today on the podcast, we have another guest, and my guest is Melissa Dioconti. Melissa and I chat about Melissa's childhood, her love of nature, books, and as she says, all things witchy, how she marries her clinical practice, she's a social worker, with her spirituality for herself and for her clients. She created a blog, The Mindful Mama Blog, and mama is spelled M-A-M-A. In her blog, she asks and shares and sees her blog supporting women, sharing their birth stories, parenting, and so much more. Melissa started the blog from an innate feeling that she needed to share her birth story and bring women together. And that's exactly what she's doing. She's also bringing women together for full moon circles, and that will be live events. And that will be happening in the New York area as well. I will leave the information below. So go check out her blog, the Mindful Mama blog, and check out Melissa. And I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Hey, Melissa, how are you today? Hi, Tina. Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad we got this going. We had some technical trouble the other day and Here we are. I am so excited to introduce you to the community, the Intuitive Woman community and the podcast and all the listeners. So I always begin with taking them back a little bit in time and asking about your childhood, how you were brought up, spiritual, religious, or both, and anything you want to share.
0: Sure. I love this question, by the way. So in terms of spirituality, organized religion-wise, I grew up... Kind of like a holiday Catholic. <laughs> I only went to church on the major holidays, <laughs> and that was pretty much it. But I do remember when I was a little girl, when I would go to Barnes and Noble with like my family or like my best friend, I would always sneak out of the children's section and go to like the witchy, like occult section, and I would be looking in like, You know, spells for children and how to communicate with the earth and the animals. And I was always drawn to tarot cards and crystals as a little girl. And I also remember always being in nature. And I'm an only child too. So, like, I didn't have siblings to play with. So, like, (laughs) nature was my best friend growing up. I mean, I would talk to the animals and the insects and the plants. And I remember one time when my first pet died, when I was like, three or four years old, I like wrote a letter, like asking God, like, why do things die? Like always like very connected to spirit. Even when I was a little girl, total crystal child when I was a little girl, you know, I definitely connected more to nature and the elements and everything more than like a religion, so to speak. Like I went to church, like I said, on the major holidays, but it didn't really like feel magical to me or sink in my bones at that time. You know what I mean?
1: So you were probably already really having all the fairies and the gnomes and playing with nature, all the nature spirits and being an only child, you were able to connect with that on a probably very different level than if you had siblings. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) So now from there, so... Where did that lead you? So take us now a little bit further on. Where did that lead you in your belief and your faith and so forth?
0: So then fast forward a little bit of time. Through middle school, it kind of stayed the same way. But I do remember in middle school, I was... And I just... I only learned this recently, actually. I was listening to someone talk about auras and like what it looks like to people. And I have totally can see people's auras ever since I was a young kid too. But anyway, okay, so fast forward a little bit of time, that was still happening in middle school. Fast forward to high school, you know, with the theme of that time of our life and wanting to fit in and wanting to be a part of something, my boyfriend at the time practiced like a non-denominational Christian type of spiritual practice. So for a few years throughout high school into early college, I kind of got involved in that part of religion or spirituality. So worship singing, hand clapping, Bible praising (laughs) type of Christian approach to, to Christianity. And I did dig deeper into what God meant to me, how that put a framework in regards to suffering in the world, my purpose in the world. So it definitely served a really great purpose. It definitely helped open my heart a little bit in terms of seeing some of the suffering in the world. And it also helps lead me to my path as a social worker too, and helping the least of these and the poor and the destitute. So it definitely served a beautiful place in my life at the time, getting into my early young adulthood.
1: (laughs) And you know, I think that's it. I think that however we come to and however we land, and I don't know if land's the right word because we're always in this journey, but However, we find that connection. However, we find what we say—God, spirit, universe—and different religions. There, you know, I always say that everybody comes from where they come, and we accept them where they are. And my ever-growing Facebook group—we have many different people that are, you know, spiritual, that are religious, that are both. I think that the people that I don't have are the people that are really close-minded. So it's the people that are in or follow really hardcore religion that it's absolute. Beyond that, I think it's like you said, and you learn from there and it gave you a purpose and a lesson. It sounds like as we've moved into your life. So share a little bit with the listeners who you are. And I know you're a social worker. I know a yoga teacher and Mm -hmm. a blogger. So kind of give them a little snapshot of who you are.
0: Yeah. So like you said, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, I have worked in the mental health fields predominantly, but a few other different parts of the fields as well. A yoga teacher, mindfulness and wellness practitioner, you know, I'm also a daughter, a wife, a new mama. <laughs> but more than that, I am a hundred percent, like I got super clear um, this past year <laughs> about my purpose. And why I chose to come to earth. Like what is my soul mission? And it's been such a blessing to kind of step into that and be called to step into that. So I believe in embodied wellness for women, especially, but anyone, but that's definitely my niche (laughs) in terms of service. I really believe in the body's innate wisdom to heal itself. I try and you know, as I stepped more into the spirituality that I practice now and my clinical work, I really try and marry the two. So the intuitive and the spiritual and like the ancestral wisdom piece with the clinical too. So I really have tried to merge those two parts of myself and not compartmentalize them. And when I do that and I serve people with my whole self, (laughs) both of those elements, it's incredible what happens. Like literally magic happens in front of me, (laughs) you know? So that's kind of me in a snapshot. I mean, I don't want to go through like quote unquote resume type of thing, but I'm definitely a spiritual teacher, a hundred percent. I am an empath and I know I was born to up-level this planet, help humanity heal and like upgrade with what's been going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And we've all been given that task a lot. And I work predominantly with women as well. And women are asked to really step up at this time to up-level. We're up-leveling ourselves each and every day. We're up-leveling our community and women. And I have some really great support and community women in my sphere of influence and really just trying to bring women up and to support women and that's a beautiful goal. I want to go back a little bit because I commend you for blending and really taking that part of you and blending the social work with the spiritual side because there would be some perhaps social workers that would say, "Oh, you know, maybe people will think it's strange and I'm going to stay in the clinical or you know if you're a psychiatrist or psychologist, you don't want to blend it." But I love that. I think that and we'll talk a little bit of that. I want to talk more about how you knew that. How did you know this is my purpose? And I know now. And you said within like a year. So let's go back to that. So I love that. And I commend you that you can blend your skills and your genius and your gifts to provide and to transform and help other women. So thank you. Thank you. From <laughs> women in general and, and the planet. So, Take me back. You said about, I think you said about a year that you know that you're here on this planet for this work. So take me to that. How did you know? Mm -hmm. How did it come to be?
0: It was definitely a compounding type of effect. It wasn't like one monumental event or like intuitive hit or like download that I got that gave me that. It was a compounding effect. And I think what kind of broke me open was when I became pregnant, I mean, there's something, I mean, obviously like physically, (laughs) um, you have to like open yourself up to be able to receive a child, but energetically wide open, total wide open. And it definitely, I really think energetically and spiritually carrying my son opened me up and made me so like, next level intuitive that I didn't even know was like possible, especially as women, just next level. And I kind of just like followed the cookie crumbs. I would do a meditation and then I would see this vision or I would hear this. And then I would have a spiritual teacher pour this into my life. And I just kind of followed the cookie crumbs. And then it was really when I started the Mindful Mama blog that solidified a lot of messages that I was getting while I was pregnant and even preparing to conceive and be pregnant, you know, I had this vision and this dream shortly after I had my son that all of us, you know, new moms and women of many different ages, from young adults to like older, you know, wise women, were just like sitting in a circle and just sharing everything, everything, everything under the sun. And I had a lovely new mama friend that was like, you need a space for women to do this. Like, cause I wanted to share my birth story and like, you can't just like post it as a post, like a status update on Facebook. Like I needed a place to kind of share my story. And then when I shared it, the outpouring that I got and I was like, oh my God, women just need space to share and to be witnessed. I think part of our culture is we just, there's not the space for it, whether that's in person or even virtually like we're doing now. And so, like I said, I was just following the cookie crumbs and the feedback that I was getting from different women and continual intuitive hits I was getting during meditations, during speaking to other women, channeling stuff. I was just following the cookie crumbs, just like planting the seeds and trusting and then following, you know, (laughs) Like I said, it wasn't one big event. It was just following my intuitive hits that I was getting, following feedback and like the positive, you know, wise woman in my life too. Like, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this would serve people? And then seeing when I did do it, how it helped heal people that feedback alone was like, okay, this is like good fruit.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the blog is, so for all the listeners, it's the Mindful Mama blog and you spell mama M-A-M-A, Yes, correct? So it's been, how long have you been doing the blog for?
0: So less than a year. I did it probably three months. Yeah, about three months postpartum after I was able to process my whole pregnancy, my birth. I had some trauma related to my birth too. So being able to integrate that so I could share it with others in a concise and helpful way. So it started just from that. The only thing I had on my blog for a long time was just my birth story. And then I had other moms that were like, hey, I went through trauma too, and I'm still healing or... I lost my child, or this is what's going on, and they just they needed a space to share it. And it, it's been an honor to provide that for people.
1: Yeah, I love the way you have the blog set up, and I read your birth story, you. and I read about also the pregnancy. So I went back mm-hmm. and read that, which yeah. was interesting. I won't give it away, so read <laughs> it. And I love the contribution. I love the contribution of women writing in also and and writing their birth story and sharing. And I think as, you know, I'm going to phrase it as women's circle, women sharing, it's just a name, but as we come together, we do, we lift other mamas up. I have to say from my point of view, I'm a lot older than you, Mm -hmm. but from my point of view, I was a very, very young mom. I was a mom at 24 Mm -hmm. and I had two children by 29. Now they're in their 20s, do the math. And I didn't have that. I also Mm -hmm. didn't have that spiritual. I didn't have what I have now. I feel like my life was very different. So I was a mom young. I was a stay-at-home mom. I did all the stay-at-home mom stuff. I was very lucky and fortunate. And then I started practicing yoga, and then teaching yoga. And then the doors and the spiritual, everything sort of opens up in a business kind of way or in a dharma, I want to do this. So I look at someone like you, a young mama and like being so connected and having all these awarenesses and being able to really connect to the intuition and to empower women. And I'm like, yay, yay, yay. My pom-poms are up in the air because it's really the next level. It's exactly yeah. the next level. Where do you see the blog going? How do you project it for the future? What's your, I mean, we're here in now the new 2019, so it's doing great. And obviously it's picking up pace. So yeah, what's your thoughts on it?
0: That's a great question. And thank you for that foresight type of question too. So 2019 is going to be a huge year, not just for the Mindful Mama blog, but especially for us as women and as a country and as a planet. So I know the Mindful Mama blog is on that trajectory too. I just, I want to continue to hold space for women to share their birth stories, but I want to get like a lot more content on there about local resources, different topics. I want to get some midwives on it. I want to get some doulas on blog. I want to get some shamans on the blog, some pastors on the blog. I mean, I want to just run the gamut and just pour as much truth and support and healing to people as much as possible. I kind of follow spirit too. I mean, a lot of the content regarding like parenting practices and everything, a lot of that is just intuitive hits that I channel when I'm meditating or laying in bed in the morning, you know? So... There's a lot of exciting content to come. I do know that for sure, but I definitely want to get more people in the community and in the field of birth work, postpartum work, even grief work. I want to do a lot more content about loss for women regarding miscarriage, stillborn. There's definitely a big space for that that needs to happen on the blog too. So a lot, like I just, I want it to be, a one-stop shop people can go to for a lot of stuff. I want to cast a wide net. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know what? what? it's There is just so many facets of it. The loss, I had suffered three miscarriages between my son and my daughter. And mm. again, I didn't have that. Yeah, mm. There was really no place to go for it. It was, oh, you know, you had your son, it'll be okay, and it happens all the time. Mm. And there's still so much of under misunderstood. And so there's so many places you can go on the blog. And I love that. What is some of the feedback that you get from the community? Mm -hmm. Is it one thing that they want more of or is there just all different facets like we're talking about? Do you see like one particular strain or one particular anchor that they seem like they keep coming in for?
0: It's so different. Like, that's what I thought when I first stepped into doing the blog. I was like, oh, people just need a space to like share their birth story, which is still needed. And there's plenty of moms that definitely ask for that. And I have a few lined up for this year already, which is amazing. But there's a lot of Melissa, I don't know how to take care of myself, I don't know how to deal with my postpartum rage or anxiety or depression or I'm still dealing with my birth trauma as a NICU mom. What can I do to like take care of myself? What does that look like on a daily basis? How can I incorporate these wonderful ideas and spiritual ideologies, whatever you want to call it, and actually do this day to day to help me keep my sanity. And take care of myself because that's what happens as moms, but even as women, because we're all like nurturers. So whether you're a mom or not, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But we just, I hate using the term brainwashed because I feel like it's a catch-all, but just go with me for a second. (laughs) So I feel like as women, we're kind of in our culture, unintentionally brainwashed to pour out, pour out, pour out, do, 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 do. You're pouring from like a cup that has three drops of water left. Then we wonder like why we have adrenal fatigue, why we're like exhausted all the time, why we're anxious all the time. Moms are just coming to me and they're like, how do I pour from an overflow and not an empty cup anymore? I know that when I've learned to do that, I'm a better mom. I'm more present with my son. I connect more with my husband. I, I'm i nicer because I'm not as like grumpy and cranky and tired or hungry, you know? like So it's really, there's a lot of self-care type stuff that is coming up a lot.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's so funny because there's never a coincidence of anything. So no. <laughs> right? never, never. So <laughs> one of my good friends and a guest recently on the podcast wrote a book and she's all about self-care for mommies. Cool. So self care. She's actually a self-care coach for moms, for busy moms. And she just wrote her fifth book and I had her on and I did some, she has a very great and up and coming Facebook group. So I did a appearance in her Facebook group and I talked about intuition for busy moms, but it is, it's a hot topic because again, even in I'll say my generation, your generation, because we're a couple you know, years apart. Yeah. No one really talked about self-care. It just wasn't. It was not part of the vocabulary. Now right. at least it's like self-care is not selfish. Don't drink from an empty cup. That all mm-hmm. sounds good. And I think mentally everybody knows it, but they're not applying it. And so what happens is there's still this negative connotation of if I'm selfish, I'm a bad mom. If I take care of myself, I'm a bad mom. If I... Do certain things in the day, and I block out my time. I'm a bad mom, and mm-hmm. I, I think we're coming around to it. I'm seeing more and more new moms adapting that, and even older moms. Like I'm saying, older mom in the sense that my kids are older, but I still have to watch my time. I'm still a mom. You're always going to be a mom, right? Sure. <laughs> but it is very different when you have littles. So when you have littles at home, and you're building a business, or you're just going through your day. I mean, let's face it. We can change hats. Women can change hats very quickly. We can go from dropping off for pickup line, to diapering a baby, to writing a blog post, to making dinner. And sorry, men, they're just very focused in one thing. So I think the self-care is huge. And I think that's going to be a really big topic that you can even hone in on a lot of the work that you do with the mindfulness.
0: Once I shifted how I viewed self-care, it's really a value It depends on how you view it. Yes, predominantly in our culture, it's seen as a selfish type of thing. And yes, self-care could be, you know, getting your your nails done or getting your hair done, you know, but it's like, it's so much deeper than that. And I really try and help instill in people, your self-care should be seen as this sacred, protected, practice that you do every single day. And it can't be seen as a selfish thing. It's, hey, I matter too. In order to serve others in my life, I have to be fully resourced. (laughs) I cannot be depleted. I just, I can't. I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm not going to be a good wife or a supportive wife or a clearly communicated one at least. And I'm not going to be able to help heal others. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So share with the listeners where they can find you. Tell them a little bit about the blog and website or just anything you want for them to kind of connect with you.
0: Sure. So I can be found at the Mindful Mama blog, M-A-M-A, like you said, .org. Um, so you can definitely contact me through the website on the contact me page. There's my email. You can also find us on Facebook at the Mindful Mama blog community. You can find our online Facebook group. The other thing I wanted to mention to people. So that's you know the virtual Mindful Mama Melissa <laughs> type of <laughs> space going on. But we have an in-person community that is going to be budding this month. If you want, I could talk about that a little. Yeah,
1: sure. So that and that's happening this January or the month
0: we're now? Yes, it's happening this January. So one of the pieces (laughs) that I have been called to do this, Tina, for like almost four years now. (laughs) It's finally the timing, the space, the location has finally All met, which is perfect. So on Sunday, January 20th at 6 o'clock PM, I will be hosting my very first full moon women's circle at the shop Breathe in Bayshore. They have, um, it's a beautiful, oh my gosh, if you've never been, it's a beautiful holistic and crystal gift shop right on Main Street in Bayshore. They also have, their first location was in Port Jefferson, Right in the village there. So you might have stopped in there before if you've never been to their Bayshore location. We will be hosting on a monthly basis, right on the full moon primarily, a night where all women can gather. We're going to do a meditation every time, different rituals. It's going to be incredible. So. Oh, that sounds great. I love it. Oh my gosh. Tina, I'm so excited. And. The women that are coming, they are like powerhouses. The call has been answered because people are kind of stepping into the sacred community and sisterhood that we've just been called together and. It's finally happening, and it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs>
1: That's wonderful. So that happens every Sunday, uh, just on the moon cycle. Sundays are in the moon cycles.
0: It's actually revolving around when the full moon is. So moon, some, okay. yeah. So some months it's going to be on a Sunday. Some months it's going to be on a Tuesday. We really want to try and harness the energy at that time to do a lot of our intention settings, our releaseings our reflection. So we're really trying to tap into that time. And we're also going to be talking about, of course, the season that we're in and tapping into that and how we could use that to accomplish our goals and our intentions and also the moon too. Mm -hmm. But I just want to preface, when I say like full moon circle and like the word ritual, people can kind of be like weirded out. Like it sounds a little woo woo, like too witchy for people. I promise you whether... (laughs) you're a devout Catholic or like a seasoned witch or an atheist, or you don't practice anything at all, just come as you are. It's just going to be a beautiful night of connection and reflection and releasing and journaling. We're going to be doing a lot of sharing, So don't be afraid to come either. (laughs) They won't.
1: You know what? I have to say, this community is all woohoo. I hold a monthly monthly Reiki circle every Thursday. And so in the Reiki circle, we just did a release intention for the new moon and the new year. So everybody's on board. And if they're new to the podcast, they're just going to learn something new. So I'm going to leave the information in the show notes because you may be listening after January 20th. This may air after January 20th, but know that it happens on the full moon. So I'll leave information and how to connect the best way to be connect through your website, right? You'll have that information.
0: Yes. I'll have it. And you can see it already on the mindful mama blog on the tabs up top. You're going to see a specific tab that says women's circle. Right. So I'll be regularly updating that. So just click that. You can see how to register, how to call to register and also upcoming. I'll update it every month. Any new happenings, you could totally learn about it there. Perfect.
1: Perfect. So if you are in the local New York area, check it out. And then before we close, I always ask my guest, can you share with us an intuitive moment that you have tapped into for your life?
0: Oh goodness. That is such a hard question, Tina, because I get so many intuitive hits every day, but I can share with you something kind of funny, how I found you. Okay. I'll do that. (laughs) But like I said, I I've had like five intuitive hits already today through our mutual friend, another Tina. (laughs) I had, I didn't even know how I was following her on Facebook, honestly, but you know, you can see if someone's doing a Facebook live, I was just like, you know, doing the thumb scroll on Facebook. And then I was like, oh, someone's drawing cards. Who is this lady? <laughs> and then, and my ears is ringing right now, by the way. So that's a sign from spirit to tell you this. So I was like, who is this lady? Like, when did I even start following her? I had no idea. And one thing led to another, then I found your page and connected with you. And then I saw you had a podcast and You know, I I literally heard you have to message her. You have to get on her podcast. And I started listening to a few of the episodes, which were wonderful. Oh my gosh, this is perfect. We could totally do this and probably talk for way longer than a podcast recording. (laughs) So one thing led to another. And, you know, as women, you listen to your gut, you literally feel it in your bones, you know. So I had messaged you, and then one thing led to another. And here we are. Here we are. are I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. And I I do.
1: I think I love the fact I had a spiritual teacher and she was another Tina, not the Tina we know. And she always said coincidence. Everyone says the word coincidence. Mm. Sometimes say it negatively, but look at the word coincidence, coincide, coincidence and synchronicity. So Mm. I'm so glad that the universe brought us together and thank thank you 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 so much for bringing your gifts to the intuitive women community. So thank thank you you so much. Many, many blessings.
0: Thank you, Tina. Thanks, everybody. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste.